In the modern era of nuclear power plants, bombs and submarines, the surrounding concerns are becoming harder and harder to ignore. You should be particularly disturbed about the weaponization of nuclear. But in truth, the difference between nuclear weapons and nuclear energy is vast. The fuel that comes out of a reactor is a lot different to the small reactor that you have in a nuclear submarine. But what happens to all that reactor waste? And once disposed of, is it safe? The devastation left behind in the Ukrainian city of Chernobyl is the first image that comes to mind when we talk about the dangers of radiation and nuclear energy. 31 people lost their lives and countless more were affected in what has become one of the worst accidents in the history of nuclear power. We were recently stricken by a disaster, the Chernobyl nuclear power accident. There has been a nuclear accident in the Soviet Union and the Soviets have admitted that it happened. The Soviet version is this. One of the atomic reactors at the Chernobyl atomic power plant in the city of Kiev was damaged, and there is speculation in Moscow that people were injured and may have died. These grisly scenes led to serious considerations about the management of, and need for, nuclear power altogether. Explosion. In the instant the lid is thrown off the reactor, oxygen rushes in. It combines with hydrogen and superheated graphite. The chain of disaster is now complete. Despite this, there are over 400 nuclear reactors in operation across 30 countries around the world today. If those all of a sudden went away and you had to make that electricity with fossil fuel, it would be like doubling the number of cars on the road. Nuclear energy currently provides around 10% of the world's electricity. For better or worse, we can't seem to do without it. Hi, my name is Dr. Lewis Blackburn. I'm a postdoctoral research fellow at the University of Sheffield uh, looking at nuclear waste disposal. So the general consensus is that these materials need conditioning in such a way that they can be safely stored underground for about 100,000 to a million years. And the idea is after this time, which is called the sort of the geological time scale, the radioactivity associated with the spent fuel or whatever waste you're dealing with will have entirely decayed away. So the material becomes essentially back to its inert state. We've come a long way since nuclear power found its place in weapons development through the Manhattan Project during the 1940s very first bomb was called the Gadget. After three years and two billion dollars, this is it. I'm uh, David Shoesmith, presently an emeritus professor at the University of Western Ontario. In people's minds, they perceive nuclear power to be the equivalent of nuclear weapons, which of course is just not the case. There's no close relationship to those. Today, it's the world's second largest source of low carbon power but its energy generates plenty of waste. Anything that has a, a radionuclide attached to it is, is a waste material. You define it in three terms as low, intermediate, and high. The ways we manage this waste have evolved since the beginning of nuclear power's civilized use. On one hand, when disposing of this waste, small doses can be harmless. 
low level waste is effectively uh, things like lab coats, uh, tissues, gloves, things that uh, people would wear while they're handling nuclear materials. And you get as much of that from a hospital as you get from a nuclear plant. While on the other, high levels of waste can have catastrophic impacts on the environment and our way of life. High level waste, this is the dangerous stuff that people are concerned about. So it's become a remarkable challenge for us to constantly find and innovate on storage solutions. When the waste first comes out of the reactor, it sits in the equivalent of a swimming pool, which is right under the reactor. Nobody touches it up to 10 years. It stays there for that period of time, because during that period of time, it's it is extremely toxic, it's uh, extremely dangerous, so you, you don't do anything, you just cool it and store it at those, uh, those locations. You see, when nuclear waste is being directly disposed, it needs to be contained within materials that don't crack or are susceptible to damage when disaster strikes. What we refer to direct disposal, all that means is when spent nuclear fuel is removed from a reactor, that is then treated as the final waste package and then that is stored directly underground. Whereas recycling is where we take spent nuclear fuel, dissolve it and extract out usable elements. Uh, and then the waste that we have to deal with is very different from spent nuclear fuel. To dispose of spent nuclear fuel, you need rock that is either very soft or extremely hard and Finland is one country that has learned to do it extremely well. So Onkelo is the world's first operating geological disposal facility. So when we talk about suitable geology, we're talking about uh, how strong is the bedrock? How quickly does water pass through the bedrock? Is it safe from, you know, is it safe from extreme flooding? Is there a risk of earthquakes? Um, you know, there are many, many factors that go into deciding a suitable site in which you can build, you know, a facility that will have to last 100,000 to a million years. In this regard, some countries are better than others. In Canada, we have like 15, 16 reactors. Uh, we don't have any problems storing the waste presently in its uh, location at the reactor sites. Um, neither do countries like, say, Sweden, France, Finland. Uh, United States, it's another matter. They have many, many reactors. Uh, they have a large amount of fuel and they have storage issues. The United States tends to treat nuclear fuel as a waste. This is despite up to 97% of it having the potential to be used in reactors. Recycling has mostly been focused on the extraction of plutonium and uranium. Countries like France, Japan and Russia have all used plutonium recycling to generate electricity. It's a common misconception that nuclear waste disposal poses a health threat. You see, the amount of materials found in the environment after a potential leak would be very small. Some countries have been recycling used nuclear fuel for decades, while others have opted for direct disposal. So, is it safe? The entire, the entire process of, of waste disposal as we know it is underpinned by um, what's called the multi-barrier concept. So this is often referred to also as the Russian doll concept. So if you can imagine, you know, the Russian dolls, they're all stored in slightly larger and slightly larger sort of cases. 
That is essentially what is underpinning this, this dispersal approach. The first barrier is the rock itself. Hard crystalline rocks that have few pore spaces and are nearly impervious to water. A second barrier is bentonite, a water-absorbing clay that will surround the casks and plug the burial holes. Finally, there's the copper itself. So in a world where the word nuclear carries large amounts of fear and stigma, You have two N-words, you don't mention either one of them. That's the other N-word, you're not so... <laughs> the nuclear word, you don't mention. The pictures of yesterday might have been dark, but the energy of tomorrow is helping brighten up our future.